Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we're back. The treble winners kick off Brendan Rogers' second tenure at the club today, Laura. I'm Paul John Dykes. You, of course, are Laura Bradburn. And we're here to cover the game. Half an hour before the match, 15 minutes at half time, half an hour after the game, a Celtic state of mind will cover every single Celtic game this season. The team is out, Laura. Loads to discuss. What's the big surprises for you? Um, I think the big surprise everybody will be talking about is obviously uh, Hatati being relegated to the bench in place of my main man, David Turnbull. But the, the bull, the bull. Well, the thing is, I mean, you know, I I, I go on about it kind of tongue in cheek because people will remember back in the dark days of lockdown and when I first joined this podcast, they'll maybe remember I was very excited about what I saw from David Turnbull. Um, uh there was comparisons made to a similar type of role that he could have played to Paul McStay. And although he's not a patch on Paul McStay as a player, there was a, a feeling I had certainly that he could play a similar type of role. Um, he hasn't been on form anywhere near that form, especially last season, either through lack of opportunity or through through other issues. But um, I've got to say, you know, if you if you ignore last season completely and look at the preseason only and what Brendan Rodgers has seen, Turnbull's earned his place in that team today. Um, you could perhaps argue that it's not at the expense of, of Hatati, but um, it's certainly a talking point as well. The other talking point obviously being that uh, the big Swede, Carol Starfelt, has immediately dropped to the bench on the return of Carter Vickers and our new man, Navarroki, uh, has, has taken his place. So those are really the two big talking points, I think, about the lineup today. 
without a doubt. And we'll go right through um, the team because obviously Haksabanovic and Bernabe have dropped out as well, not just out the start and a loving lot about the squad. And Brendan Rodgers spoke about this period of assessment where whereby he's come in, he's got six games too, which were, were so kind of um, low-key and under the radar that it was difficult to get any kind of footage from them. We got the unique angle for the goals. That was about it for the second game. So he's had six games to assess the squad, both in Portugal, in uh, Japan, over in Dublin, and then for James Forrest's testimonial the other night. And he's made these decisions, and we'll talk about them all, because leading up to this game, it's been the topic of conversation throughout the pre-season. You know, what, what is Brendan Rodgers' team going to look like? And that, I think, comes into maybe probably three different categories. The personnel, obviously, we're looking at the starting 11, um, the shape of the team, and also the style of the side as well. I mean, how's that going to change between Ange Postecoglou and Brendan Rodgers? So we've got loads to talk about. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. We've got 300 joining us today. If you're wondering what the background music is, it's because there's a bit of a DJ party going on next door, um, which is my normal uh, position and my normal venue for Celtic State of Mind broadcasts. I will be back in there at halftime, Laura. But in the meantime, I'm out at the bar. And you know what? We're going to start doing a show out here at the Axom Bar. It's currently a dry bar, but I'm going to invite people in. Feel free to bring a few beverages. Um, and at the moment, I've got a couple of jerseys behind me. I want to talk about that just for a second before we get stuck into this team, Laura. We've started a new initiative. It's called Sell the Jerseys. You know, As Celtic fans, we've always got loads of old shirts lying about the house, lying about your workplace, etc. And I know that in time, these jerseys have become really expensive. You know, they've become commodity in recent times, Laura. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, if there's an initiative, Celtic fans come together. And what we are saying is, give us your old jerseys. And what we're going to do is, because we come into contact through interviews or events, Laura, with a lot of excels, we're going to get them to sign all the jerseys, you know, 10 at a time, let's say. Um, and once they've got maybe 20, 30 signatures on them, we're going to get them framed up We'll pay for all the framing and we're going to, you know, we're going to actually um, auction them off for wee Jamie Tierney, who is a four-year-old Celtic fan from Fife, who's gone through a really hard time. The story and the fundraising link is underneath this video. If you want to give us your jerseys, you can drop them off at the studio. You can meet us up at the park on a Monday morning. You can come to one of our live events. You can drop them into the penalty spot. You can do all these things. We'll gather them up. We'll get them framed up. And this one here was actually provided to us by Jerry Taylor, one of our newest recruits on Axon Laura, and it's fully signed by the Invincible team. Fully signed, you can't really see it on the screen. Beautiful gesture that arrived this morning. So just in case you're wondering what the jerseys are all about, we're going to keep that going all the way through the campaign, hopefully raise loads of money for the wee guy, Laura. Let's get stuck into the team then. In goals, we'll start with him. Joe Hart, he's been a subject to a lot of conversation and discussion and debate. Um, and just yesterday we were talking about the fact Brian, Jerry, and myself, the fact that against James uh, against sorry Ad Athletic Club and James Forrest testimonial, Joe Hart didn't get any minutes. And I suggested yesterday, you know, maybe he's seen enough in terms of uh, Brennan Rogers doing his assessment. He knows that he's his number one, but he wanted to have a look at the other two. Um, and I'm glad to see I've got to say that Joe Hart starts today because for me there is no doubt he is far and away the number one although I do still want another goalie. Um, where are you with Joe Hart at the moment in our goalkeeper situation? Yeah, before I start that, I just want to say I've noticed that um, my camera is making me look like I'm in the opening credits of Only Fools and Horses at the moment. It seems to be jumping about. I don't know if Give us a song, Laura. Give us a song. <laughs> no, no, I'll leave that to Chaz and Dave. 
Um, but if it is disturbing anybody or if anybody's got any medical condition that means they can't watch it, um, let me know and I'll switch my camera off. Um, is it going to the beat in my background music from next door? Because that would work I've, perfectly. I've never known, been known to be in rhythm with anything in my life. So, um, <laughs> but no. Um, but yeah, like I say, if it's bothering anybody, let us know in the comments. Um, yeah, Joe Hart is he's a funny one because I think he's I think he's shown enough in my opinion anyway in the preseason from what I've seen to suggest that even if he's still got it to an extent for the start of this season I wonder where he'll be at the end of the season in terms of potential like decline and things like that and I did wonder I was at the game on Tuesday night I did wonder whether this was Brendan sort of thinking I'm going to go with Segrist and see how we do um, Segrist didn't do anything particularly wrong on Tuesday night but didn't pull off any amazing saves either so I don't think necessarily stamped his place in the team ahead of anybody else um, but uh, I think Joe Hart's a bit as safe a pair of hands as we have If as long as he's not got the ball at his feet I think he's absolutely, absolutely fine but I would still like to think that we're looking for a permanent replacement for him to hopefully come in before the season's uh, before before the transfer window closes, I should say, because, um, yeah, I, I don't see him last in the season and without a few major hiccups along the way, and those are things that we just can't really afford. Um, as far as I'm aware, um, the the Croatian goalkeeper that they were we were facing that was nearly on his way to um, uh, Fenerbahce, apparently that mm. never went ahead either. So there's maybe Lovakovic. still... Lovakovic, is it Lovakovic, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Lovakovic. So there's... Maybe light at the end of that tunnel, but I think his his weekly wages will be a sticking point. So who knows where we'll land? But I still think goalkeeping is a cause for concern for me. I would say. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. To be honest with you, uh, Laura, I do think we're at a stage where we would be talking about Joe Hart anyway because of the contract situation, regardless of any kind of form. But one of the things we spoke about when Brendan came in is that change in style from playing out from the back. We will still be looking at a possession-based game plan, and that starts obviously from the back. But I've never known him to use the goalkeeper quite as much as Ange did. You know, when you look at the there's a heat map where you look at the amount of passing and and you know, thick red lines and it gets thicker depending on how often a particular player passes the ball to another player on the park. And when you look at the two centre halves and Joe Hart over the last two seasons, uh, Laura, it's you know, they have made they've completed more passes between the three of them than anybody else on the park throughout the, the two campaigns. So that that was a feature of Joe Hart's game that he wasn't comfortable with. I mean he's spoken about it. It's the reason his man city career ended. And I think that there is still a an onus on him to be good with the ball at his feet. And let's be honest, it's modern football now. Every goalie needs to have an element of that, but not as much of a focus as it had been with Ange. And and I am viewing this as, as Joe Hart's final campaign, but during that campaign, one of two things is going to happen. We're either going to bring in a Lovakovic-style signing, which will cost us a few quid. It'll be a big-name signing. And he's going to probably, by the end of the season, have that jersey off, Joe Hart. Or we're going to bring someone in with a huge amount of potential, who does have the games behind him, Laura, but who can learn throughout the season. And Jared has spoken about that because there's, there's goalkeepers in Australia, for example, that Jared record could fit into that category. So Joe Hart, yeah, I'm all for him being the number one. Um, he does have a mistake in him. We know that. But 
you know, a point that was made the other day is sometimes we focus on the mistake. We don't focus on the great save that he makes later on in that game because he did that. He did that against Wolves. He made a brilliant save against Wolves and we didn't really sp- speak about it that often. We focus on the, on the kind of bad side of Joe Hart. So I think he's still a big player and he's going to be an important player this season. I'm really keen to get the thoughts uh, and all the emotions and everything else that comes with Flag Day from the uh, commenters and from the audience today. First in, uh, quick off the, the mark with Celtic Follower on the YouTube channel. If you want to make a comment, if you want to get involved in a live discussion, all you need to do is subscribe to the channel and that's absolutely free. Morning all, buzzing for today and hoping for a good win without any mistakes. Loads of chat, Laura, about pre-season friendlies and not being up for them. I've got to be honest with you. I was up for them because of the fact that we've got a new gaffer and everything that we spoke about before in relation to the style and um, the personnel and and everything that's going to change. So I I was up for all those games, but it's a different feeling today when you wake up and you think a couple of hours to kick off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, uh, uh, you know, I I went to the game on Tuesday night with my... My nephew, he was at his first Celtic game, six years old. Um, my sister and I were there for the first time in years together. And, uh, you know, we we had a good time and we sampled the atmosphere and, you know, enjoyed watching the game, but it didn't have that bite. In fact, the only thing that had that bite was the kebab pie I was eating, which, by the way, recommended highly. <laughs> recommended highly. It's been a while since a I've been A kebab pie, right? Well... Uh, I mean, you can't, fi- you can't find a mince pie for love nor money in Celtic Park. It's chicken tikka pies, kebab pies, macaroni pies. It's it's a it's a it's a veritable feast of pies. Would you have a kebab pie on a buttered roll? Would you go as far to do that? Oh, listen, pile the carbs on top of the carbs, and I'm there. I'm absolutely all about it. I. But no, I, in all seriousness, I do think the. I have been enthused for the, the pre-season friendlies this season, perhaps more than any other, just because I want to see how Brendan's handling the, the handover. And um, But yeah, there's nothing quite like getting back into proper competitive action and, and seeing where we are at the end of the game today. No, definitely. And, you know, the first sign of that is is the lineup. We've spoken about the goalkeeper. Let's have a wee look at the defence now. Um, and there were... A couple of questions. In fact, there was quite a few questions actually asked to who was going to start this game. Tony Ralston starts at right back. His uh, journey continues as a Celtic player. Um, an incredible, you know, you know, when you look at his mental fortitude, an incredible amount of character shown by Tony Ralston to to come back Lazarus style under Ange Postecoglou when you know he was written off massively, and here he is under Brendan Rodgers. Um, you know, this is. Uh, going into the third season of him being a, a first-team regular. And, yeah, he's got the jersey virtue of an injury to our first-choice right back. But there was a question, Matt Laura, around Ralston or Awata. Um, I said yesterday I'd go for Ralston because he's a natural right back. Um, I also think that he showed enough form to suggest that, um, you know, he's going to be up and down that line like we, we know he can do against Ross County. You know, he's, he's had a, a few moments against Ross County in his Celtic career. And I think he's got the choice spot on here. No disrespect to Awata. I see Awata, yeah, even though he is versatile and adaptable, I see him as a, a defensive central midfielder. Yeah, um, Awata has done a job at right back this pre-season and I think, you know, that's to be commended. There's there's nothing like a versatile footballer, but I think certainly 
I agree with you that his um, defensive midfield role is certainly a much more natural one. Um, Ralston, I think we have to try and get away from this narrative that he's a hard worker and he's this and he's that. Listen, you don't, I don't think you don't continue to have a, a career at Celtic the way that he's continued to have it without having footballing ability as well. And I think he's shown that. Yeah. Um, I think I think you're entirely right about his industrial nature, and I think he um I think you have to have that because I don't think he's the most talented footballer you'll find, but he's definitely got footballing ability there, and he's no longer, as we've all said, he's no longer the very fact that I said the talking points in the team today were the omission of Starfelt and Hatati, and I didn't even mention Ralston, it just shows where he's at in terms of everybody's thought yeah. process. He's no longer the the eye roll or the weakness that you that you once thought that he was. He's just a squad player who comes in and does a job when he's asked to do one and does it well. Yeah, absolutely. You're right there because there was a time, I mean, even when, remember the, I'm sorry to take us back into the, the bowels of that season, <laughs> that season, Laura, right? But remember post Dubai. Oh, where we're, in common with what else is in, you'll find in bowels, you know? But <laughs> you're, you're spot on. <laughs> um, and there was the two games where we were basically struggling to put a first team out, you know? And there was a few young guys playing and all this kind of thing. And Tony Ralston, even then people are, are questioning why he's playing. And it was like, well, we're kind of struggling to get 11 boys together here. Um, remember, Gavin Strachan was the manager for one of these games. That actually happened, Laura. I'm not making that up. <laughs> but now, when you see Tony Ralston's name on the team sheet, you think, you know what Tony does? You know what he brings to the party? Yes, he does have limitations, and I get it. He does have limitations. Um, but I think he brings a lot to this Celtic side. Um, and, and let's not forget that you know when when he was introduced to Celtic and and he was given that that bumper deal in his early early days as a teenager, it was Brendan Rodgers um, that showed that belief in him. And I think that there was maybe a couple of occasions where you know looking back, Tony might look at that picture of Neymar and think, "I wish I'd not done that," or maybe he thinks, "I'm I'm delighted I did that." Who knows? I'd love to ask him that question. Um, but you know, he's a he's a right hard working player. I think that he's going to be suited to the way that we use our fullbacks, Laura, because that was one of the big things for me, if we go back to the style and the shape of the Ange Postacoglu team versus the style of this team, and it was all around you know, are we going to be playing with the inverted fullbacks where they come inside, they play you know, centrally within the, the centre circle almost, and they link play up like that when we're in possession, when we're attacking, or is Brennan Rodgers going to revert to that situation where often it would be Tierney down the left and because Lustig was a wee bit less mobile down the right, Tierney would bomb down the left as an overlapping fullback, and then Lustig would, uh, you know, body in and, and make a, a back three, basically, whilst we were in possession. I think we're going to go for that kind of shape under Brennan from what I've seen so far. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I think it's it's very, very clear that um, he's got his own football and philosophy that, that differs very much from Ange. And I think actually... Of all the players on the pitch, the fullbacks are going to suffer most from the change in system because they've spent two years, you know, completely rethinking the way they play the game. In a lot of ways, yeah. Greg Taylor mm-hmm. has, you know, possibly learned more in the last two years as a footballer than he learned in the previous 10 before that um, in terms of changing the way that he operates. The, the way that I hope that benefits the fullbacks at the club is that I hope it doesn't mean that they're confused going back to a more familiar role. I hope it just means that they have a wider knowledge base to pull from in terms of how they play the game and they're more flexible and they're more adaptable um, in that situation. But like you say, I think that the change in shape is clear. I think the wing, uh, the the fullbacks will operate, operate very much more as wingbacks. The defensive midfielder will have a central defensive job to do at times. It'll essentially make whoever that person is, Iwata or somebody else, um, form a bit of a back three with, with Navroki and and, um, and Carter Vickers. And to be honest, provide us a bit of solidity um, in those situations. But what I really like about that as well is People will think because they see the lineup that's been essentially the same group of players for at least the last 18 months, if not two years, they'll think they've got our card marked. But they won't have because a lot of the teams and managers that are playing just now, it's what, seven years since Brendan Rodgers first came back, uh, came to the club? A lot of the players and managers will have, have changed in that time period and yeah. and won't have been uh, facing Brendan Rodgers Celtic the first time round. So... We're, we've got a fresh approach that we can bring. The names on the sheet might be the same, but the team they're going to face is going to be very different. It's a great point, that because you know people do think that you know you've got that that instant success and that burst because you've got a new style. But then eventually, um, some managers, some teams got used to it, Laura. And you're right in what you say. You know, even if Brendan was to revert back to you know uh, how he played in year one during his first spell at the club it would still take the teams a wee bit uh, longer to adapt to that because the personnel, the management, everything's changed. I'm um, just reading a quote here from Callum McGregor on Brennan Rogers. His level of detail and understanding of the game will benefit everyone. Uh, the hope is that everyone will improve and continue to improve. He's all about that, isn't he? Just margins of improvement. Um, and when you get that across, a group of players who are prepared to improve and listen and develop, and that's important, then it comes together. And I think I did say that when people we're talking about this big question are Celtic weaker than they were last year because of the fact that Jota left one thing I kept underlining Laura was don't underestimate what Brendan Rodgers is bringing to this because there are going to be players and I think we've already seen a wee bit of that with O'Reilly and Abada maybe Turnbull today will come to him who will look better this season than he did last season I've actually said Hitati would be stepping up another level I thought he did that last year he would be doing it again today and this season but obviously he's going to be one of the talking points. FJT, hail, hail, says FJT. Uh, another year, another treble. Let's hope so. And Anthony Barrett, 
Uh, morning, Axe Somers. Teams looking good for a win today. Just a bit surprised to see Haksabanovic and Bernabe being left out. I've not heard about any injuries to those players. If there has been a mention of that, let us know in the comment section. And Edward Moore. Good morning, guys. Looking forward to today's game. Hopefully get off to a great start. Going for 5-0 Celtic. That was my prediction yesterday, by the way. And do we still get five subs this season? Has that changed, Laura? Um, I don't actually know. You've caught me in the hop there. We need to... We need That's to why I asked you. That's why I asked you, because I was just <laughs> going like that. You know what I mean? I'll ask you. Yeah, no, I, well... I, I certainly hope it hasn't changed because I actually think, and this is all right saying this from the point of view of a, a team who's got one of the strongest squads in the league, but I personally think it adds to the game in terms of, you know, managers have more cards to play. They have more flexibility and changing their approach to a game if they see something isn't working. I don't I don't particularly mind having five um five substitutes to be able to be used because it means a match day squad is a match day squad and, mm. and every player's got to be on their toes because they might be called upon at any point. Nah, definitely. I mean, the, the other talking points, I guess, uh, Cart Vickers came, came back into the side and just slotted in as if he had never been away. Uh, and that that's great to see what a signing he has been. The big question was around the fact that he had built this relationship with Starfelt over a period of two years, which was the best in Scottish football. We, we keep saying that, and credit where credit's due. Starfelt played a big part in that. Um, but we bring in Norovsky, and, and I think that the, the, the thought process that I have with that one, Laura, is, yeah, he looks like the right signing, uh, the right type of player that we need. Uh, but what I didn't want is for one in, one out, in that scenario, because we've got now six centre-halves, and I think there's question marks around all of them, except for the three that we've just mentioned. I think the other three, you know, whether or not they're going to be at the club, are they going to be loaned out, what's going to happen with Kobayashi, there's a lot of questions around that. Uh, but these guys, I don't think, uh, they're, they're, for me, there should be any necessity for any of them to move on. And I'd much rather have three strong centre-halves than, you know, Novroski comes in and Starfield goes out. There is a feeling, because I said yesterday, I think the start 11 will tell us a lot about the future of Carol Starfield. There are apparently a few clubs interested in him, Laura. I still feel that if he was to go, and I'm not hearing anything that's concrete, but if he was to go, Laura, I still think we need to bring in another centre-half. I mean, I think... Uh... Given that the other options behind that are Welsh and Kobayashi, I definitely think that's the case. We need another sort of semi-first choice full back, uh, centre back, if you put it that way. Um, speaking about Starfield individually, I mean, I think yes, he's improved over the time at the club. He's certainly improved compared to the first impressions I got of him when he first signed. Um, back when Ange first started. I've never been particularly comfortable with him with the ball at his feet. Um, he's a good tackler. He's a good last-ditch tackler. He's not, for me, the strongest when the ball's being put over his head. Um, and and so I definitely think that although I would have maybe liked to keep him for strength and depth, I think we would always hope to have upgraded on him and maybe Navrocki is is that upgrade. Um but you know, and so while I wouldn't necessarily be that gutted to see him walk out the door, I do agree with you that it shouldn't be at the expense of getting another defender in because, you know, Carter Vickers, yes, he's had his operation and hopefully he'll be injury free for as long as 
there is to come this season, but you just never know when they're coming back from a, a pretty major operation like that. Kobayashi, I still don't think is a lost cause by any manner of means, but I would have hoped to have seen more of them this pre-season if he was going to feature at all. I think it's interesting mm-hmm. that we've seen more of Welsh than we have of Kobayashi this pre-season, so that maybe gives you an idea of Brendan Rodgers' thoughts on the, the hierarchy at centre defence. So, um, yeah, I, I think if Starfield goes, and it very much looks like he will, uh, we should be looking to get somebody else in, even if it's not somebody to take either Carter Vickers or Nabrocki's place, somebody who can uh, adequately fill in for them when, when needed. Yeah, I mean, th- there's some great points coming through. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved in the comments section. Anthony Beattie, um, obviously, we're live, so I- I'm not hearing any pre-match interviews, etc. You reckon Brendan is saying Starfield might be leaving the club? If he does, then I want another centre-half in because, like yourself, Laura, I'm not writing Kobayashi off. I think that he needs to be rebuilt. He needs to be built up in terms of his confidence, um, you know, getting dropped for the Scottish Cup final. Um for a player who doesn't play centre-half, generally he was playing out of position for that game, I think would have been quite damaging for Kobayashi. Um, and he only had a handful of games under his belt for Celtic. So, yeah, that's something that we need to consider. Taylor, um, it's going to be interesting to see how he reverts back to a more traditional overlapping full-back position. Um, who hasn't made it today? Bernabe's not made it. Haxabanovic. Liam Scales was getting quite a lot of plaudits on the comment section. He's not made it, but David Turnbull has, and he has made it in place of Hatate. You've uh, touched on it. But really, you know, I said yesterday I would have started Hatati. Jungle Line pointed out in the comments, you're picking him based on last season's performances. And he's right, I was. Because Turnbull's probably played better. In fact, Turnbull has played better in the preseason, and Turnbull gets a jersey. Um, let's hope, though, Laura, uh, the same scenario doesn't occur as it did last season with a few of the people who were showing up as subs. And then they got the start, and it didn't happen for them. Let's hope for a good performance by David Turnbull. Yeah, I think uh, I think the least a manager can do is reward a player with a starting place when they've played the way David Turnbull has off the bench. But like you say, the players got to then in return uh, provide that standard of performance from the start of the game. Um, I've no doubt that Turnbull will do that. Um, but what, what I think this also creates for us, which is healthy, is a bit of competition. Nobody's untouchable in that starting eleven, um, and nobody's above, you know, getting dropped, and that that'll have put the frighteners up a couple of players, I think. Um, and what you hope from Hatati is that he to get the right attitude and fights to 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 win his place back, and that will just raise the standard around the place. I've no doubt Hatati's got that attitude. So to have two players of the calibre of David Turnbull and, and Rio Hatati fighting it out for a place in the Celtic starting eleven is the type of competition you want in the squad and the type of competition we were just talking about with the defenders. We've got competition in the midfield and the forward positions. We just need that throughout the squad to make sure everybody's pushing each other to to better themselves. So I'm excited to see what Turnbull provides from the start um, and excited to see how Hatati responds to it as well. Yeah, I know. And that's that's massive. How does he respond to it? Because, you know, I think since Hatati came in, 
Um, and rightly so, his performances have been there. Getting a bit of a golden boy, you know, he would always be picked in my starting 11. Bren Rogers comes in, drops him for the first game of the season. How's he going to react to that? I think that's a great, a great uh, way to look at it. And, and you know, because initially I'm looking at Turnbull, how's he going to react to it? Is he going to be able to grab this opportunity with both hands? I think we're going to have a big season from uh, O'Reilly, and I think we're going to have a big season from Abada as well. There was a lot of talk around Abada and his future at the club. Um, O'Reilly's done nothing but talk positive about Brendan Rodgers since he came in um, and now the focus seems to be going on the likes of Starfelt in relation to, to bids coming in. Um, Abada, Laura, I'm going to ask you the question like I've asked a few this week. Is it time for him to step out of the shadows of Jota? I think so. I think this is his opportunity. I think it, he's maybe the only person in the whole squad who, or, or not the only person, but he is the person I think will benefit most from Jota not being there in terms of you know, potentially being a quite similar player and maybe not quite reaching the levels of Jota and that was what was keeping him out of the squad considering Maeda was such a, a regular choice. Abada's got a, chance, a free hit at it, a free run basically. James Forrest is going to be a backup to whoever's on that right-hand side. I think everybody accepts that now. Um, and this is Abada's chance to say that right-hand side is mine this season and I'm going to blow people's socks off. And I think, I think I hope he does do it. And again, I have no fear in saying, uh, as I said during one of the match coverages the other week, I have no fear in saying I hope he does that and I hope he gets a big money move next summer because if he does, that means he's done the utmost for us this season. So I'm hoping for Abada to be looking to say, this is my season to really prove my worth get my big move, and we benefit from that in the long run as well. You can just imagine Brendan Rodgers selling it to him like that as well, Laura. You know, saying to him, look, you've got aspirations to play in the EPL. I'm an EPL manager. I've done it. I'm going to show you how to get there, you know, and, and just give me a year. What happens here? Celtic benefit. And I think Celtic benefit at the end of it as well in terms of the transfer fees that were being spoken about, Abada. I always felt they were too low. You know, people are going on about 10, 12. I see his ceiling much higher than that. So mm. let's get him in the team, make him a pivotal member of the side, get him onto that Champions League platform. And you know what? If he's had a great season, after that, his value goes through the roof. On the bench, Bain, Starfelt, Yang, Home, O, Kwon, Tomoki, Hatati and Forrest. Interesting how um, I felt O and Home played the other night. They were excellent. And Yang. I thought Yang showed enough the, the other night as well. And James Forrest's testimonial. Quan, not convinced yet. Can't write him off after one half, but I will be interested to see some of those subs making an appearance. Let's go to the kickoff as well. It's flag day, Laura. It's day one of the new season, really, for Axon. We'll be here at halftime and full time as well. Come and join us on the channel. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. And thank you to Laura Bradburn for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.